नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरचम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथोजयुदीर नष्टप्रायेशुभद्रेशु निगवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टिकी रीडिंग फ्रम श्रीमद भागवतम फोर्थ कैंटो चैप्टर फोर टेक्स्ट नंबर सिक्सटीन किं वा शिवाक्यम अशिव न विदुस्तदे किं वा शिवाक्यम अशिव न विदुस्तदे ब्रह्मादयस्तमीयात्मशाने ब्रह्मादयस्तमीयताशाने तन्मालभस्मृकपालसत्शाचे ये मूर्ध धबीर्धदति तच्चरनावशिष्ट यदूर्दीर्धदति तच्चरनावशिष्ट किदर् शिव आख्यम नेम्ड शिव अशिवम इनऑस्पिशियस न विदु डु नॉट नो त्वत्ये अदर दैन यू ब्रह्मादय ब्रह्म एंड अदर्स तम हिम लॉर्ड शिवा अवकीय स्कैटर्ड जता have twisted hair smashane in the crematorium tat malya basma nar kripali who is garlanded with human skulls and smeared with ashes avasat associated pishachehe with demons ये हु मूर्दादिभि विद द हेड ददति प्लेस तच्चरणा अवशिष्टम फॉलन फ्रॉम हिस लोटस फीट ट्रांसलेशन परपर्ड बाय हिस डिवाइन ग्रेस एसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी शील प्रभुपाद की जय Do you think that greater, more respectable personalities than you, such as Lord Brahma, do not know this inauspicious person 
who goes under the name Lord Shiva. He associates with the demons in the crematorium. His locks of hairs are scattered all over his body. He is garlanded with human skulls and smeared with ashes from the crematorium. But in spite of all these inauspicious qualities, great personalities like Brahma honor him by accepting the flowers offered to his lotus feet and placing them with great respect on their heads. Purport. It is useless to condemn a great personality like Lord Shiva and this is being stated by his wife Sati to establish the supremacy of her husband. First she said, you call Lord Shiva inauspicious because he associates with demons in crematoriums, covers his body with the ashes of the dead and garlands him with skulls of human beings. You have shown so many defects, but you do not know that his position is always transcendental. Although he appears inauspicious, why do personalities like Brahma respect the dust of his lotus feet and place on their heads with great respect those very garlands which are condemned by you? Since Sati was a chaste woman and wife of Lord Shiva, it was a duty to establish the elevated position of Lord Shiva, not only by sentiment, but by facts. Lord Shiva is not an ordinary living entity. This is a conclusion of the Vedic scripture. He is neither on the level of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, nor on the level of the ordinary living entities. Brahma is in almost all cases an ordinary living entity. Sometimes when there is no ordinary living entity available, the post of Brahma is occupied by an expansion of Lord Vishnu. But generally this post is occupied by a greatly pious living entity within this universe. Thus Lord Shiva's position is constitutionally higher than that of Lord Brahma. Although Lord Shiva appeared as the son of Brahma, here it is mentioned that even personalities like Brahma accept the so-called inauspicious flowers and the dust of the lotus feet of Lord Shiva. Great sages like Marichi, Atri, Bhrigu and others among the nine great sages who are descendants of Brahma also respect Lord Shiva in such a way because they all know that Lord Shiva is not an ordinary living entity. In many Puranas, it is sometimes asserted that the demigod is elevated to such a high position that is almost on equal level with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But the conclusion that Lord Vishnu is the Supreme Personality of Godhead is confirmed in every scripture. Lord Shiva is described in Brahma Samhita to be like curd or yogurt. Curd is not different from milk, since milk is transformed into curd, in one sense curd is also milk. Similarly, Lord Shiva in one sense the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but in another sense he is not, just as curd is milk, although we can distinguish between the two. The descriptions are in the Vedic literature. Whenever we find that a demigod occupies a position apparently more elevated than that of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, 
it is it is just to draw the devotee's attention that that to that particular demigod it is also stated in bhagavad gita that if one wants to worship a particular demigod the supreme personality of godhead who is sitting in everyone's heart gives one greater and greater attachment for that demigod so that one may be elevated to the demigod's abode yanti deva vratha devan by worshiping demigods one can elevate himself to the abodes of the demigods similarly by worshiping the supreme personality of godhead one can be elevated to the spiritual kingdom this is stated in different places in the vedic literature here lord shiva is praised by sati partially due to her personal respect for lord shiva since he is her husband and partially due to his exalted position which exceeds the ordinary living entities even lord brahma the position of lord shiva is accepted by lord brahma so daksha sati's father should also recognize him that was the point of sati's statement she did not actually come to her father's house to participate in the function although before coming she pleaded with her husband that she wanted to see her sisters and her mother that was a plea only for actually at heart she maintained the idea that she would convince her father daksha that it is it was useless to continue being envious of lord shiva that was her main purpose when she was unable to convince her father she gave up the body he had given her as will be seen in the following verses the sense the bhakti vedanta purport so <clears throat> sati continues to establish factually the exalted position of lord shiva hoping that by such reminder her father daksha would give up envy of lord shiva she is making her attempts by presenting the various facts as propat says here not only sentimentally but also facts sentimentally okay partially because you know he is her husband but also due to fact that he is a exalted position which uh, exceeds uh, any ordinary living entity any kind of living entity or even somebody like brahma more exalted than that so <clears throat> she is making her attempt but however lord shiva daksha could not give up the envy of lord shiva envy is such a disease that it goes on increasing it doesn't listen to logic everything becomes clouded just like lust clouds our intelligence envy also clouds our intelligence so we have to be very cautious about this just as we have to be cautious about lust we have to also be very cautious about envy just like in krishna consciousness we say everything we have to 
associate with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, chant, hear, worship deities, etc., etc. And also, we say that we should be free from Vaishnava offenses. So both this lust and envy are the two kinds of enemies of bhakti. We hear a lot about lust being the enemy, lust being the cause. All the mayavadis, impersonalists, elevated impersonalists overcome lust, but they cannot overcome the envy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. A person, God can be a person. There can be a person, somebody who is special. A person means then I have, I am under him, I have to surrender to him. So there is an envy in every impersonalist in accepting God as a person because God means supreme, cause of everything, cause of me also. Like that, Mayavadi thing, how can you be the cause? That means there is somebody above me. So there is a subtle envy in all the impersonalists, which manifests as non-acceptance of personal God. So in devotional service, it is not just enough that we overcome lust carefully with regulated with uh, following the regulations of the scriptures, one should also pay great attention to this fact, to this need for bhakti, that one has to be free from envy. Envy is in the heart, just like lust is in the heart, envy is in the heart. We have to be careful just like a sadhaka never, can never claim that I am not lusty, he can also never claim that I am not envious. Okay, it's a fundamental fact. The fundamental fact, unless the heart is cleansed, not, we won't even recognize that something that we are doing is out of a subtle envy. So, that is the reason why everywhere, the Chaitanya Charitamrita also, everywhere, offenses to the devotees, offenses to the deities, offenses to the holy name, offenses to ordinary jivas, even offenses to ordinary jiva, jiva himsa, karmis also, by not giving due respect to them, uh, everybody has some due by not giving measured due respect to even karmis. And if we, if we unnecessarily use our position, power to, to not give them their due respect, then that is also a contamination in our heart. Jiva Himsa, Jiva Aparada, Nama Aparada, Seva Aparada, that is to the deities, Guru Aparada, Offenses to the spiritual master, Vaishnava Prada. So ultimately, 
the krishna consciousness is a perfection of personalism and moment you bring personalism then there is a great challenge put to us to become humble that means humility if humility is there then there is offering of due respect without any hesitation where it is due and not expecting any respect for oneself ultimately this is what we learn also in our vaishnava community we are living in the vaishnava community is a great practice ground for ourselves to develop this humility through proper vaishnava etiquette proper behavior and that is the richness of a vaishnava community and a vaishnava community where everybody respects each other as krishna would respect we don't want we our thing is not any concocted respect but it is as krishna would respect as spiritual master would respect as scriptures would respect every person just like here lord shiva his actual position is different from brahma his position is different from living entities so how do we know this from the scriptures so as scriptures respect gives position to lord shiva we should also give the same respect to lord shiva material world is of infinite varieties infinite varieties not only material world spiritual world is infinite varieties the world of the because everything is an opulence of the lord the supreme personality of god ishwara parama krishna and everything is emanating from him aham sarvasya prabho mata sarvam pravartate bhuktara yajna tapasam and he is enjoyer of everything everything exists for him and he has his reason why he has created this varieties of existence living entities to demigods to what not material worlds millions of material worlds like mustard seeds in a bag of mustard seeds that many material worlds then viraja then vaikuntha loka and unlimited vaikuntha lokas with unlimited narayanas predominating each vaikuntha planet all this is opulence of the infinite supreme personality of god and krishna and variety is a spice of enjoyment that means krishna has his pleasure in every every part of his creation but how that pleasure is just like in the material world the living entity's pleasure is sense gratification the lord's pleasure in the material world is not sense gratification he has his own senses spiritual senses etc lord's pleasure is when the living entity surrender to the supreme lord in the heart in the material world lord also release relishes that pleasure the pleasure of devotional service when we engage in devotional service of the lord then he enjoys that pleasure 
Not only that, those who do not engage in devotion service, those who are karmis, by giving respect to them, in the sense respect to their free will, making arrangements for fulfilling their material desires, to worship demigods, even strengthen their faith in the demigods, as Prabhupada is saying, and take them back, facilitate their trip to the their facilitate their journey back to each of the the demigods as they desire, demigods planet. He has no regret in all these things because variety is he ex, he he recognizes and respects the unlimited free will of unlimited living entities this is to be understood absolute truth means krishna with all his variegatedness absolute truth means not only krishna absolute mean truth means krishna with his energies that is a that is a speciality of personalism Vaishnavism is personalism. Personalism means person with his energy. His energy. His energy is as good as him in that sense because it is his energy. Just like Prabhupada says, the parents, if they see the shoe of their baby, they'll remember their baby. It is my baby's shoes. So in the same way, this material world also, anything in this existence, any energy in this existence, when it is seen, it has to be seen as owned by the Supreme Lord. He is the only owner of everything. He is the owner and enjoyer of everything on his terms. Material world also is enjoying on his terms. As a Paramishwara, dispensing the desires of the living entity according to their laws of karma, according to their earnings of punya, dispensing justice, the form of punishment, those who are in sinful, those who violate the laws of karma. So we need to have a very broad understanding of absolute truth. Not that, you know, Krishna is God. But Krishna is God means Krishna with his energies. This is the special thing that, you know, uh, Madhvacharya introduced after then Shankaracharya, Ramanujacharya, then Madhvacharya broadened the concept of absolute truth, Lord with his energies have absoluteness, have absoluteness. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he explained this absoluteness of everything in terms of pleasure of Krishna, in terms of rasa. Ultimately, the existence is, is for Krishna's rasa. That day he explained. So therefore, position of demigods, Lord Chaitanya when he visited all over South India, if some cities, some towns are uh, the most famous deities, some uh, demigod, 
Not that he said, I don't go. He went there, he offered respect to those demigods. Went there, visited the temple. And then he proceeded. Like that, when he went on Tirtha, all over India, he visited famous temples, demigod temples also. Sometimes neophyte devotees, when they just come into Krishna consciousness, their over-enthusiasm, they disrespect demigods. We can mention, we can, we can, it's, it's our Krishna consciousness is universal. If you cannot explain why demigods are there in the scheme of the Lord, then what is it? In your mind, if you have no perception of the role of the demigods in the creation of Supreme Lord, then you, you have not understood the philosophy of Krishna consciousness. So much so that sometimes, you know, so just in the beginning stages, one gets excited around is only Krishna exists. Everything else is illusion. Everything else is illusion. Let's say Mayavadis say only Nirguna Brahman exists. And neophyte devotees say only Krishna exists. All everything is Maya. You are not recognizing the Krishna's infinite varieties, infinite energies. It is an opulence of the person. Person means energy. Person means playing with his energies. This has to be recognized. Krishna is supreme personality of God. It means with his energies. And he has a relationship, unique relationship with each of his energies, whether it is a material energy or a karmi or a demon or whatever it may be. That is, this is varieties. So devotee means devotee also follows the revealed scriptures which describes the position of different living entities, different personalities, just like Brahma, Shiva. These are all permanent posts in the material creation of the Lord. Any ordinary living entity can be in the position of Brahma, Prabhupada saying. But as far as Shiva is concerned, is always a, that particular unique personality only is a Shiva in each world, each, each Brahmanda. So Daksha, somehow or the other, he, by his material perspective, he saw that Lord Shiva is not having good achar. What is his achar? Skull around his neck. What is achar? Living in smashana. Not taking bath every day. Hair is all matted. No doubt, materially speaking and spiritually speaking, these are all inauspicious qualities. It is admitted it is inauspicious qualities because it is tamasic. Because of these circumstances surrounding Lord Shiva, Daksha materially estimated him to be inferior to him. 
instead of seeing as per the vishnu scheme of things what is he who is he what is his empowerment every living entity is empowered by the all powers are coming from krishna what is his empowerment so vaishnavas can always see varieties of uh empowerment varieties of people artificial equalization is a disease in this material world by impersonalism we artificially equate everything everybody is equal every vaishnava is equal no every vaishnava each each living entity is differently being related with by the lord so there is variety of every with very from bhakta to everybody up to the acharya to have that sensitivity to see this variegatedness that is very important just see how communism simply make everybody equal materially equal make disrupt all uh, um, inequalities the all varieties as as seen as inequalities obviously contradicting the laws of karma where everybody is rewarded differently in terms of his material facilities so whole the whole communism is anti law of karma it is artificial it is another karma another bad karma and you get the reaction even in the varnashrama system also there is variegatedness shudras have to respect next level they have to respect respect there is a level of respect also on the material aspect brahmanas get the highest respect so personalism cannot just to these are all these all appear very complicated to my vadis that is why i say forget it they are absolute truth no person at all i am not a person you are not a person god is not a person forget about all this respect self realization as per vaishnava is bigger challenge than it's a compared to what is a challenge of being a pure vaishnava the challenge of becoming impersonal getting into impersonal realization is like a kindergarten when you compare that because it's simply denial you can achieve impersonal realization by denial by denying the negative but vaishnavism has to be by accepting the positive just like you see nowadays as impersonalism increasing families are all become more and more nuclear family small small families 
earlier the families in one house there is to be 40 50 people imagine if, if 40 50 people have to live in harmony there has to be how much culture of interpersonal respect recognition huh? what a challenge and such a person actually grows up into a mature person but today you have got nuclear family and let's say they have one child and the parents also have to pour their love somewhere they pour so much love on that one child that one child has no maturity at all as it grows up interpersonal thing anybody little scratches what will get upset today's children are like that anything you tell they burst open but if they had come up in a joint family this cousin that cousin in law this thing everybody there and then this this comparison and all they have to balance it if they want peace of mind they have to balance it how to compare how not to compare if they go on comparing they will not have peace at all so rather they accept it okay they accept it okay and then no more in me <laughs> okay so similarly for us you see we live in a great community of vaishnavas staying together there's lot of challenges but these challenges actually make us into personalities they mold our perceptions of individuals we hear bhagavatam we hear the we chanting all these things put together it gives us a spiritual potency to counter this kind of situation otherwise in kali yuga you can't have you know 150 people staying in one ashram that's not possible anybody any modern we are all all the youngsters are coming out of the modern education system the products of modern education system they are staying all together in one place and they are happy so much attached they become one one parent brought one child only one girl child now she got married to somebody she is telling how can i leave my parents they also have to stay with me and then so attached somehow because a she came into touch with krishna consciousness the reality of death has struck her she is in great depression my father and mother will die one day to ask this question she came to me so father and mother were sitting there i told you have spoiled her she never grew up in reality why you allowed her so much love you gave her for your pleasure you gave her so much love and now she is spoiled in material world you cannot give anything unrestricted there is no it is not meant for that if there is love it is meant for you know knowing developing the vocabulary of love not because love is perfect here 
human form of life we learn what is love what is lust what is anger everything we learn so that we accept things and reject things so that we and we become mature not for embracing it forever my parents my husband my wife my child and it was shocking to me the girl is 26 years old 26 year old is so attached to the father and mother while speaking to me she is crying so finally i told you should go to a psychiatrist yeah you have a difficulty you should definitely treat this is abnormal gets into fits of fear that my father and mother will die one day so all these kind of <clears throat> things happen when the vedic system is social living in a varnashrama community social living in a family joint family thanks to shila prabhupad he created international society for krishna consciousness to facilitate a platform for association of devotees otherwise in kaliyuga it's not possible to develop all these qualities vaishnava qualities and though all these things are very challenging ultimately it is very pleasurable because it pleases krishna that is transcendental pleasure materially these may be austerities living in a joint family will be austerity but it it develops the soul closer to what krishna wants the spiritual world the entire spiritual world is a family any questions there's one hand there 920 one question only rishabhu so uh when we are in the lower when i am in lower uh, mood when i am uh, influenced by lower mode of lust and envy so the memory is bewildered so sometimes i don't care uh, no care attitude comes of uh, certain rules uh, which helps in developing bhakti so at that time consciously half consciously the rule is violated so later after some time then when you are conscious more conscious so you uh, are regretful of that attitude of not being very careful of the rule so uh, uh, um, the question is whether forward after after that incidents when you are conscious should you be confident and you, you should you be very uh, very uh, confident about that you are regretful of that activity or you should be repentful that it is happening and it because it happens in cycles see offenses are bound to happen because we are sadhakas we are not pure that is why it is said we should beg forgiveness forgiveness begging forgiveness is very much part of development of spiritual development so to be always be ready to beg the forgiveness 
from whomever whether it is nama or whether it is dt or whether it is guru or whether it is krishna big forgiveness from them uh, it continuously keeps happening their attitude of seeking forgiveness should be there and attitude of accepting the fact that i have inabilities lust and envy i am the journey of removing this lust and envy many devotees know what is lust but they do not know what is envy we have to identify that so that causes you know vaishnava offenses or the causes um, offenses to anybody even <clears throat> ordinary living entities also we should not be envious so that also is so begging forgiveness being repentant and begging forgiveness is a repeated cycle it's a repeated cycle identifying just like if sense gratification lust if you break the principles you should beg forgiveness from shila prabhupada you succumb to lust you should beg forgiveness from prabhupada be repentant and beg forgiveness from prabhupada with faith in his inconceivable merciful nature and when you have when you beg forgiveness with this in mind that is inconceivable forgiving nature the next time when you do nobody would like to exploit somebody's if he is a gentleman he does not like to exploit somebody's forgiveness every time so same way also envy also result of envy so many interactions we get angry with somebody we shout at somebody unnecessarily without giving due respect all these kind of things one should immediately at the earliest when it comes one one comes to senses they should be beg forgiveness from the devotees it's good for him if he begs forgiveness if he doesn't then that contamination remains and the way if, if it remains just now we said envy multiplies 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 lust maintained means it multiplies 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 so this entire chapter of lord shiva is very amazing uh, it's it's all about envy and so many wonderful instructions prabhupada is giving in his bhaktivedanta purports very much essential for krishna conscious development गंधराज श्रीमद्भागवत की जय जगद्गुरुशीलप्रभुपाद की जय